Welcome to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast, a lifestyle podcast where we learn about, share, and discuss topics around health, fitness, and personal development. My name is Mundia, and I will be your host. Hello, listeners, and welcome to today's episode of the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce my guest, Nick. And Nick and I train at the same CrossFit box. This is CrossFit Vandenberg in books. And I've also had the pleasure of uh, being a guest on the podcast that he hosts called Conscious Health Talks, which is a health, sport and fitness and self-improvement podcast from the Alps to the world. He's also interviewed you know, many interesting people, including athletes, doctors and soccer players. It is my pleasure to welcome you to the podcast, Nick. How are you doing today? Hi, Wendy. Good. How are you? It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm doing good. And thank you for accepting. You know, it's pretty cool to, to have you on. And just getting to know you a little bit more. Can you tell us about your background? You know, where are you from? So I am from Liechtenstein. It's a very tiny country in the middle of Europe between Switzerland and Austria. And uh, yeah, I grew up here all my life. I'm still living here. So uh, I was very fortunate to grow up in a very nice family. I owe them pretty much everything I am now. So yeah, uh, it's been quite nice at, up until now. And uh, I'm trying to yeah, just do what, whatever I like and trying out different things now, um, personally, uh, also in my career. So yeah, maybe we can talk a little bit about that later. Absolutely. We'll hear more about that later. And what was it like growing up in Liechtenstein? So it's a pretty small uh, principality. Yeah. What was it like growing up there? I mean, yeah, as I touched it a little bit, uh, I was really fortunate to grow up in a very nice family. I I was, uh, yeah, raised quite nice. I learned a lot of my, from my parents. So as I said, I owe them everything. And uh, also the countries, you know, everybody knows everybody, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> So that makes it uh, sometimes challenging for for some parts, but but also very uh, cozy in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's a very nice country. I mean, yeah, the the government is this uh, everything is set up quite nice, and um, the infrastructure is well built, as we know in Switzerland as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so fortunate to to live here, and so fortunate to be able to yeah do what what I really like and don't have to do things that I must do yeah. on, on a daily basis. So yeah, growing up was, was really nice here. Great. And what is the population actually? Do you know approximately how many people live there? I think it's around 38,000. Around 38,000. Yeah. yeah. So okay. It's, it's like a, a big village, you know, but it's, <laughs> a, it's a whole country. <laughs> awesome. Now you also studied uh, in Khor. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what uh, you studied and how did you choose that field of study? Mm -hmm. So the study is called Digital Business Management. And it's a very, very specific uh, study. It is, I think, still the only place where you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe a little bit more about my background. I started an apprenticeship as a, in, in IT mm -hmm. uh, after like uh, middle school. And I early on knew it was a little bit too technical for me. So I wanted to uh, yeah, learn a bit more about business and, and that side. And when I was finished with my apprenticeship, I did a year of my A-levels. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I was concentrating um, all on that. I wasn't working on the site, so I had time to look around what I really wanted to do. And then when I was, I think, on a, uh, on a place where they introduced new studies and also yeah, established studies, um, I was looking around and nothing really caught my eye. Yeah. until I saw uh, digital business management, yeah. which was a very new study. Um, we were the first uh, year doing it. Okay. So it's basically about combining the worlds of a little bit of IT, like the digital part, but also the business part. And it focuses very much on like digitization, uh, startups and everything to do with that. So um, yeah, I, I was really surprised to see that and I, I liked yeah. it quite much. And so I decided to go for it, yeah. And that's quite interesting, you know, digital business studies, as you said, you were the first kind of the, the year that did it. This is probably something that didn't exist, you know, even, you know, five years ago or so. And it just shows us how the things that we study and how we're evolving and how curriculums are changing to really keep up with the times, which is pretty cool to to, to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. Um at first, you you know, you have like thoughts. Oh, does it work? I mean, we are the first ones. Is exactly, it really accredited yeah. by everybody and stuff like that? But uh, yeah, it turned out nice, and we were the first year, as I said. And now they have like I think two two classes per year and a, and a time um, a part time class yeah. as well. So it, yeah here to stay i guess yeah and i think it'll probably even become more popular in the future with everything going digital and online and and things like that and yeah. maybe and just to ask sorry go on yeah i, I think it's a, a study that i mean it's very broad you know it's yeah. it's very it's uh, not too specific you mean i mean we learn everything from like marketing to a little bit programming yeah. um design thinking stuff but um, it gives you the tools to later on develop yourself further, you know. Yeah. So it, it equips you to tackle on the future because uh, maybe a couple of years ago, it was like you learn this and then you stay in your in your job forever. Yeah. But, but in these times, you have to really adapt yourself uh, on and on. And I think it, it really equips you well for that. Yeah. And that's actually great because it really, it equips you for the future, right? Everything is going digital and you need to have this certain portfolio when it comes to your own skills that you have, that you not only have an idea about one particular craft and you have like various, you know, insights into various disciplines, which is always uh, super helpful <laughs> to kind of diversify your, your skills. Yeah, yeah, 100%, yeah. Great. And what did going to, you know, study teach you the most, you know? After what did you get most out of it? Um, for me, it was not probably not um, something I learned, like something very uh, technical or or uh, something I, I read from books. Yeah. But it was more on the personal side. So during the time, I had a um, lot of times where I could think about what I really wanted to do later on. Um, I mean, you have a lot of stuff to do as well, but you have also a lot of time to to reflect on yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, I learned to, that I don't have to be in one uh, place forever. So I, I learned that I can really be flexible throughout my life. Uh, I learned that I can do, yeah, whatever I, I like to do, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, everything else will come from there. So that's that's the main 
part I, t uh, I took away from that and I try to incorporate that into my life as much as possible. Yeah. And are you still, maybe a question uh, of this, are you still in contact with some of your, your colleagues or uh, classmates that you studied with? Yeah, some of them. Um, not probably, of course, not, not everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, we had a, a little group that we were a little bit closer than the others and uh, a group that we did most of the 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 tasks work we had to do in a group together yeah, so yeah. um we are still close yeah we see see us now and then but um yeah it's we are from Liechtenstein and the, all the others were from Zurich and uh, surrounding so it's uh the distance is a little bit uh yeah playing yeah. into that but um yeah we try to keep in touch as much possible right here and there but yeah Cool. Really nice friendships that emerged from there. Okay, now after your your days of studying, so getting into the you know career path after studying, you know which industry did you first get your work experiencing, uh, work experience in? Um, so as I said, I did an apprenticeship first before yeah, I started exactly. studying, and that was on a bank here in Liechtenstein. And after that, uh, actually while studying, I started again working at another bank. <laughs> and after that I stayed a little bit longer and I went then to a fintech startup also financial area yeah. so basically all my career path was within the financial sector yeah. and last year I decided that I wanted to see something different and uh, that's why I quit my job and started to work on my own company yeah and speaking about that so something very interesting came up when I was preparing for this episode and kind of looking at your profile, you're also the co-creator of Locali app. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. Um, so the idea of our company is still a little bit uh, crystallizing. Uh, we are now in a phase where we want to become an agency. So we want to be able to work for other companies, helping them, um, yeah, building digital products and digital strategies, everything around that. But um, we also want to focus on our own projects on the site mm -hmm. where we just, uh, yeah, explore different ideas we have, um, test out ideas, get feedback and maybe, yeah, um, find other business partners to, to work together with. So locally was actually, we started it uh, um, in the first lockdown last year. So mm -hmm. we had a couple, uh, yeah, we had had a little bit of time to do. Uh, our own project so we yeah we heard from persons we they they want to support local businesses they want to shop local um but the, i the information was very spread out so yeah. a couple of, of businesses they posted on facebook instagram uh, their websites was were mostly old old information yeah. on google they didn't um, update their new business hours and stuff like that so we decided to just basically start an app where you can search for your business and see whether they have now maybe a new delivery service or takeaway service, which they didn't offer previous COVID. Uh, so yeah, that was the first mm -hmm. um, app we did actually. And then we, a couple of times, yeah, um, went by, the summer went by and then we, the feedback of the users was always, yeah, where, where can I order now my products? Um, yeah. Where can I get, yeah order directly from them so we we really found out that this was a big need for persons and then we saw also on the numbers and the analytics that mostly 
um, restaurants and and takeaways were searched the most. Yeah, so we then decided to develop it a little bit further, create a new app which is locally Essa, which is like in dialect for eat. And there you can search for your restaurant, see which offers takeaway, which offers a delivery service, and you can order directly from them and take it a notification and they will deliver or you can go and um, pick up your, your food. Yeah. Okay. So you, you said something very important there when you talked about getting feedback from the users, right? I can imagine, especially when you're developing any kind of product or service especially an app you're developing it for the users right so it's really important to get them involved in the whole design process so that you actually build something that people um actually use yeah and yeah that, that's helpful that's probably the the our main credo <laughs> we try mm-hmm. to to incorporate in our design process to get the users on board very early on i mean we have ideas we have a lot of ideas nice ideas but in the end it still needs to meet a need, you know? Yeah. So we we built something like an MVP, it's called Minimum Viable Product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we test it out. It's a prototype. Uh, we test it out with users, get their feedbacks, um, try to improve it and go from there. You know, it's it's like a proof of concept. And if it works, we can, we can go on. And if not, we maybe have to adapt something. And if yeah. it completely fails, we, we can drop it off without having spent too much money and energy. So it's it's a really rapid progress. Very agile kind of Yeah, very agile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned as well that so local restaurants and takeaways and things like that, are those the only local businesses that you list or do you include as well, for example, local businesses for, for household services, for example, painting or electrics or sporting goods and things like that? So the first app with it which, which was like locally 1.0 um yeah. we listed everything from yeah you, you name it uh restaurants uh small uh, soap manufacturers whatever yeah and then we just saw that most of users just use restaurants you know they they were looking for when they can get their food and um what what is open now which and is very then, important which is very important of <laughs> yeah. course yes and then we decided to in our second app where you can actually order your stuff um, to at the first point just include uh, restaurants mm-hmm. because it was the biggest need and also it's it's yeah when you have an ordering system where they have to get notified and everything it's much more um, effort you have to do to make it work so we and we are just three persons at this point and so we we decided to just uh, do uh, do it with the restaurants yeah. and see how it works and maybe in the future if, if the need arises we can include more uh, different types of companies awesome and now kind of going into the topic of you know working out and fitness a little bit so as i mentioned in the intro we both train at crossfit Verdenberg, um, which is in books and which is in my opinion you know one of the best boxes out there but i might be biased <laughs> you know shout, really, out to, really <laughs> shout out to tobias and uh, gabriela um, how long have you been doing CrossFit? So it's been around two years now, I think. Um, I actually didn't want to do it in the first place because um, I heard some stuff about it and didn't yeah. really look into it. And then a friend of mine, I think he went to another box at one time and he really liked it. And he asked if I wanted to do the basic class. 
mm-hmm. with him. And uh, yeah, we were then, then uh, suddenly we were like four or five friends who were starting. And so I yeah got convinced to get into it. Yeah. And yeah, ever since I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So that was a good decision. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your fitness and health journey before starting CrossFit? You know, did you do something before that? Um, and what was it like? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I was going to the gym. Uh, yeah basic tried to like the bodybuilding splits and everything that there was around there Mm -hmm. and uh yeah just gym 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 and then maybe four years ago or something i started to to incorporate more like freeletics body weight exercises going outside more and uh, eventually started to do some some uh, cardio exercise like running or cycling which then I, I really liked to go outside. Um, yeah. And then I think two years ago, I started with cross-country skiing in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. So I was able to not only uh, going outside in summer, running or cycling, I was now able to do some endurance sports in the winter as well. And then, yeah, I found CrossFit and now I try to do CrossFit and still doing um, my endurance sports. Awesome for sharing that. And what did, what role has, you know, sport or just being fit, what role has that played in your, you know, just in your life in general? You know, what do you get out of it? How does it make you feel? And, and why do you keep doing it, basically? Yeah, yeah I think it's it's been a very big part of my life. Um, ever since I was like 15 or 16, when I started going to the gym, it was a very good uh yeah counterpart to like working and school so it, it was uh, yeah ever since I've, it's been a very good um place to go uh to clean my mind clean my head and um mm-hmm. yeah just feel very good after it um, which is probably the, the the reason i kept doing it it makes me just yeah feel very well in my in my own skin yeah i mean probably you know it as well if you take off a couple of days or you fell off fall off the the wagon a little bit yeah (laughs) um you don't feel that well and once you pick it up again you're like oh why did i do it it in the first place absolutely so yeah and i think that's the that's a very important thing to do to incorporate into your life to be like just a part of it because we were meant to move we were meant to go outside uh, move our bodies get the heart rate up that's what we're built for actually not not to sit on the desk and in the warm house, going into our warm cars, driving to the work where it's warm again. Yeah. So we, we were meant to, yeah, to go outside, breathe air, and and that's what when you really start to do it, do it, um, you you feel how you personally benefit from it. Not not just uh, on the physical level, you get fit, of course, but also on the mental level, it 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 helps you to tackle on problems in in or anything that that arises in in your life more and more so yeah it's it's all around something uh you you benefit in every aspect of of your life basically absolutely and i can only you know echo that further just sharing a little bit about my own personal story so i remember after i had my uh, after we had our second daughter i kind of struggled to get back to to work because i was kind of off working out for a while and things like that and when i got back into it literally could feel the impact on you know just not only your your motivation but just how you feel and on your body and you know having taken that break when she was just born and immediately afterwards for you know 
almost three months and I got back into it, I was like, there's no way that this cannot mm-hmm. be a part of my life <laughs> like yeah, forever, exactly. right? Like some kind of exercise just to get your, your heart rate going. And um, like you said, to keep moving and things like that, because we have typically very sedentary lives, you know, kind of sitting down at work or in the train, depending on what your work is. But yeah, mm-hmm. so important. Um, it's not only just for the, the physical aspect, but also the mental side of it as well. Mm-hmm. So now just talking a little bit, what does your training typically look like? Now, I know it's a little bit different now in the current situation, you know, with this um, COVID pandemic going on. But, you know, how do, how would your training typically look like in a week? You know, how often do you train and um, for how long? Mm-hmm. So I basically train very intuitively. So whenever I feel to train, I train and maybe on average, it's like four or five times a week, sometimes six times a week. And I try to do as many different things as possible. Of course, CrossFit is also in itself very, very uh, different. You have different types of movements, lifts. So it's it's very, you have like, you don't get stuck in one place. And then, of course, I'm doing um, maybe two or three times a week, um, going running in the summer or cycling. And in the winter, it's basically just uh, cross-country skiing. Yeah. Um, which I'm doing two or three times a week now and yeah still doing CrossFit now as well and I just picked up a barbell set from from the gym nice so nice. so I can do some basic lifts at home as well yeah. and and train yeah strength a little bit more uh, yeah I just try to switch it up and whenever I feel like doing something different something new uh, I'm I try it out and but yeah the 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 main things are CrossFit, of course, yeah. and my endurance sports. Mm-hmm. And do you have a particular favorite lift and a least favorite uh, exercise or movement in CrossFit? Yes, I do. Um, probably the least favorite movement is the snatch. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a very complex movement, and it's for me pretty hard to basically get it done, and also to to um, yeah get the weight up you know yeah it just mm-hmm. becomes i don't know exponentially more it's a very technical me. move right and <laughs> then you add weight on it yeah it's it's so technical and um but which also makes it kind of interesting to to um get better on it because yeah. it's it's so hard to do um but my favorite movement would be probably the clean yeah yeah i i don't know it, it's it's not that, that technical I still you need technique but um you can get a little bit higher on the weights uh, yeah compared to the snatch and um I think it's a really good overall strength exercise because you can go down in those into a squat clean so you yeah. you work basically your your whole body your whole body yeah and um which is also a good ac- exercise to do at home now I don't have the the space to raise my arms <laughs> into the air so i would touch the the ceiling yeah but, I, uh, I almost the, broke a lamp actually with that really? <laughs> i almost knocked over a lamp with the ceiling. <laughs> yeah that's the home home gym challenge <laughs> exactly <laughs> but uh cleaning is of course still possible and uh, i think it's a very good exercise to to yeah develop and also now in these times maintain your strength overall yeah and um, just going into the topic of nutrition now a little bit. Now, I know that you're vegan. Can you tell us more about how your nutrition looks around that? So um, 
basically I try to keep it as simple as possible. I don't usually when I when I cook throughout the weeks, I don't do any fancy things. Uh, my my go-tos are just whole foods, mm-hmm. um, as unprocessed as pros- possible. And um, yeah, as many different uh, foods as possible, like all different colors and, and also different food types. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably for the usual person, it would be kind of boring how I eat. <laughs> it's uh, basically just a, a carb source, you know, potatoes, rice, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then always vegetables as much as possible. I don't mm-hmm. limit me on that. So I try to uh, eat every big meal with a lot of veggies on the side and then a, a protein source, of course, like beans, um, tofu or tempeh is great. Saitan mm-hmm. is also very great. Um, yeah, it's pretty basic. And every now and then I try to yeah, follow a recipe that is probably a little bit more fancy yeah um, but then of course takes a lot of time um, yeah and planning exactly and planning all the ingredients there. yes usually when you want to do something uh, spontaneously you have like one or two ingredients yeah. that, that yeah. are not around but uh yeah throughout the week i i cook in in big batches uh for example rice lentils and stuff like that i can mm-hmm. keep in the fridge and then I just take it out, throw some veggies in, and I yeah. have a, a meal. Maybe I, a tomato sauce on it, and and it's done. So, so um, it's very convenient and still very healthy for me. Yeah. And throughout the day, of course, snacking is like fruit, fruits, uh, nuts, um, maybe a, a bar here and there. Um, yeah, that's basically it. As, as whole foods as possible. <laughs> yeah. And have you always been vegan? And if not, you know, when did the transition happen for you? It was a very gradual shift for me uh, over more year, more and more years. Um, when I first touched on the topic, it was, was probably when I was around 17, 18. It was when some of the bodybuilders I followed at the time uh, transitioned to a vegan mm-hmm. diet or like a flexitarian diet. And they, yeah, they said, oh, it's so great. You recover so quickly and stuff like that. And I mean, I, it was interesting, but I, I thought it was not possible to do at all. Yeah. So I, I lost a little bit track of it, but it was still a topic that I touched here and there over the years. Uh, when I went traveling, I met persons that were vegan that yeah showed me a lot of new foods I didn't even know the names of. Yeah. And uh, it was, yeah, as I said, a topic that that um, followed me for a couple of years. And then more and more, I tried uh, some recipes on my own. Um, and then I had like phases where I did like one or two months vegan. Yeah. And um, yeah, at home, at home, I pre- pretty much cooked vegan all the time. And then around three years now, two, maybe two and a half years, um, then I finally made the, the switch to go vegan. Yeah. Yeah. And did you not, I'm pretty curious about it. Did you notice any difference in your performance or your recovery when you kind of made, made that transition? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the first, it was, of course, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the shifting phase was maybe hard to tell if I had any benefits. Um, of course, your, your body needs to adapt to it. I mean, I ate mm-hmm. for 20 something years, <laughs> one one diet, and then I switched from uh, to no animal products at all so the body needs to adapt to that of course mm-hmm. 
Um, but once I came over that phase, I, of course, uh, I felt personally very good. I recovered very quickly from, from tough workouts. Um, I can remember when I was not vegan, when I trained hard, I, I felt a lot of soreness in my muscles for a couple of days. And that feeling I don't have anymore. So yeah. I maybe it's one day when I really, really crush myself and then yeah. it's, it's gone already. But usually it's more like a, a light, yeah, tightness in, in the muscles or something like that. Yeah. So no, I recover pretty quickly, I would say. And also um, one of the biggest impacts I had was on my digestion. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's working really great now. It's, I have no, no problems at all. Yeah. And um, that was probably also the, one of the bigger benefits I felt. And besides from that, I mean, I, I ate, I tried to eat uh, as healthy, healthy as possible before I went vegan. So it was probably not the biggest impact uh, other persons have that, that switched their, their version, their awful yeah. diet to a whole foods plant-based, plant-based diet. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah energy levels are are quite high still and uh, yeah so far it works (laughs) okay now i've heard that you know one of the kind of uh, reasons or why people would not go vegan is because of the sources of of protein now we know that there's so many other sources of protein other than animal products and things like that and you mentioned a couple of them um do you have any other specific ones that you want to mention um, in terms of where you get your protein sources, also do you supplement? Do you take any protein supplements? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe going a step back, um, you know, um, often people think of protein they they associate it with like meat because it's very high in protein, obviously, and but they forget that the protein is not created by the animal itself. The protein is um, created by plants and it gets into the muscle of the pro- of the animals because they eat plants and every plant has every amino acid which is basically the, the foundation of protein yeah. but in in various proportions you know mm-hmm. i mean some plants have like another amino acid a little bit more and sometimes uh, a little bit less and i think the only food if you would want to consider it that don't have all amino acids is uh gelatin which is basically yeah. <laughs> uh, like the, the things that go go into into sweets yeah and uh, that's yeah probably not the food for most persons but that's something to know you know that's something to keep in the back of your head so every plant has every amino acid mm-hmm. and if you don't eat just one food for for the most time if you try to switch it up if you eat different colors um yeah different type of beans uh, mm-hmm. yeah just just mix it up as po- as good as possible yeah then you get every amino acid and our body is able to store them which was not uh, known a couple of years ago um there was the the thinking that you have to combine different types of foods to get a whole amino acid profile in every meal and that scared a lot of people uh, away, of course, because it was uh, really, yeah, it was too hard to do, you know, thinking of, yeah, and now I need to add some corn to my beans and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, but that is now obsolete. We know we can store them. We can, the body is able to combine them when needed. And so, yeah, that's like the basic knowledge we need to know. And from there on, it's yeah, whole foods. I mean, of course, there are plant foods that have more protein than others. Beans is a very good um, source. Uh, lentils as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, nuts and seeds are very high in, in protein as well but yeah a little bit higher on the fat side of course if you want yeah. to avoid that but um, whole grain foods has all have also a lot of uh, protein uh, whole grain rice and stuff like that and so yeah basically it's nothing fancy um i don't try to combine them in every meal yeah i i just eat as diverse as possible always combining good carb sources and uh, good protein sources like beans and legumes stuff like that and of course i i take protein powders um because it's just very convenient to to yeah. get um, my protein intake in and it's also very delicious i really like it after a workout yeah <laughs> Throw in with some frozen bananas and then berries and stuff like that. So um, it's just out of convenience. I mean, yeah, I, I could easily hit it without protein powders, but um, it's delicious and convenient for me. So I, I try to bring it in here every now and then. Awesome. Now, the MMB Lifestyle Purpose is about connecting, inspiring, and empowering people to live more fulfilled lives. Um, is there anything or any one particular that you're inspired by or what inspires you? Um, I get inspired by very different stuff. I mean, uh, every I think every person that has something to give that is very inspiring. You can learn from everybody. Basically, everybody has an own story. And, yeah. And But I really like persons that, yeah, just are in the middle of life, um, yeah, managing a, a household or managing um, a marriage, whatever, and working on site and still try to live as healthy, healthy as possible. Mm. Um, it's not not always that easy um, to to do that to like combine every every thing like that when when work gets a little bit tougher at times. But I really like um, yeah persons that try to be as positive as uh, as possible and uh, try to inspire others like yourself yeah. for example as well and others i i see on on, on the socials um that that try to bring over positive vibes and and uh yeah make the day a little bit better and uh yeah i find that very inspiring for me and try to take some small small parts of it uh, into my personal life yeah thank you so much for for sharing that and the part that you mentioned you know about positivity it's so amazing how you know, we have the, the ability also to to influence somebody that you come in contact with, because I always say that every person or living thing that you come in contact with, you leave an impression on it, you know, whether it's positive or, or negative, and just being a bit more deliberate how we go about it to, you know, the kind of energy that you want to give out, because that gets picked up by the things and the people around you. So I'm always like sometimes reminding myself, even when I feel a little bit like my mood is a bit off or, you know, I'm not in a good kind of vibration. Mm -hmm. I sometimes literally just want to be by myself because I'm not pleasant to be around. <laughs> so yeah, I'd rather yeah. just take myself out and just kind of come back to that space where you're feeling more positive. And mm -hmm. it's amazing how this the impact has on the on the people and the circumstances around you. So that's so thank you so much for for sharing that. Now, there's a question that I always ask my guests, which I, I'm always super interested you know, to hear the answer to this. So if you knew that you only had 24 hours to live, what would you do? And if you consider that you can go any place, you know, and money is no object, location, what would you do with the 24 hours? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably go outside somewhere because that's yeah. always, I don't know, that's always something. I mean, it's free, for, of course. It's, uh, you can do it anytime. Yeah. But uh, I think I still do it too less at times. 
so I would just take my my time going outside. Maybe if if money and and abilities were no 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 uh, hindering factor, I would maybe go fly with a, a what what are they called like the three triangle shape like a paraglider things. paraglider or something Paragl like that, mm -hmm. uh, which is probably something I want to do and yeah just experience that um maybe go yeah diving again i, w I went uh, i did my diving um license a couple of years ago but didn't go diving again just okay, do cool. stuff like that in the nature yeah. uh enjoy myself as much as possible that sounds pretty cool so where can people go to find you if they're interested in you know hearing more about either your your businesses and the current projects you're working on or if they want to follow you on social media or listen to the podcast as well that you host where can people go to find you um i mean on social media i am at freak niklas uh, f-r-i-c-k niklas um on instagram um if people want to a little bit more want to know a bit more about the business they can of course go to linkedin it's niklas freak there and the company Whoopi Spark and the website is currently under construction because we, we try to set it up a little bit new, uh, spark.studio, which will be up in a couple of weeks. Okay. And I will include for the listeners as well, all um, the links in the show notes so they can be able to, to um, kind of have access to some of your social media. Nick, it's Perfect. been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I wish you more success and on all the projects that you're working on you know and i look forward to the box opening again then we can actually go and train <laughs> train again there so looking forward to that um yeah. thank you so much for being a guest really appreciated thank you so much again for for inviting me and uh yeah thank you for this podcast and yeah i also hope to see you soon again training together uh, on like normal conditions absolutely and, yeah, wishing you all also all the best Thanks, Nick. And to you, my dear listeners, it's been a pleasure as always. And until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye for now. You have been listening to the MMB Lifestyle Podcast. For more, please visit mmblifestyle.com or you can also follow the MMB Lifestyle Instagram page at mmb.lifestyle.